That's a great, succinct, two-word answer. Absolutely. Absolutely. Anybody else? Redemption. Yeah, the revelation of Jesus. Yeah, and, and, and we also need back, uh, why do we need redemption? That's a, that's a great question to ask. Any other thoughts? Yeah. God's love for us. Another great answer. Any other thoughts? Truth. What? Wisdom. Absolutely. So how do we make sense of the Bible, especially the Old Testament? So it feels very disconnected. Doesn't it feel like the Old Testament just feels a little disconnected at times? So like I, I do often. Um, so how do we make sense of that? Um, how do we make sense from, from one story to the next? Yeah. Sure, I can absolutely do that. Okay. Uh, so what he's talking about, the, the Old Testament is, the way it's organized is not chronologically. I think it's something not a lot of people realize all the time. So it's chronological through kings. So Genesis through kings is chronological. But after that, it gets a little wonky. <laughs> um, it's organized by author and by length. And then sometimes if you don't have all of that, it's by genre as well. So that's why you've got Moses, all five books of Moses, right there at the beginning. But again, that's kind of chronological as well. Uh, and then you've got Joshua, which is kind of a continuation of the story, but it's a pretty long book as well. Um, but then you get to the prophets, and if you notice, the prophets, Isaiah is a very, very long book, and then Jeremiah is a little bit shorter than Isaiah, and then Ezekiel is a little shorter than uh, Jeremiah, and then you've got Daniel, which is you know, decently shorter than uh, Ezekiel, and the prophets get a little, little smaller, a little smaller uh, as they go. So it's not chronological. So you read uh, through Kings, and then you get the Chronicles, and you get a lot of things that have already happened in Chronicles that you've already read about. And then you get uh, Ezra, Nehemiah, and Esther, which are after the exile, which are centuries and centuries later. So a lot of the prophets happened before uh, Ezra and Nehemiah and Esther and Job. Who knows where Job fits in? A lot of people think that Job was a contemporary of Abraham, even. So chronologically, it's, it's a little difficult. So is that what you were talking about? Cool. Uh, <laughs> so just even knowing that can, can lend a lot of uh, help. So there are a couple of things that I think, and one of them we just touched on, chronology, uh, but there are two others, I think, that can help us kind of make sense of the Old Testament. Uh, so some themes and, and subject matter. All right, so what are some themes? Just if you had to look at the Bible as a whole, what are some themes that you see? Redemption, absolutely, yeah. God's faithfulness, absolutely. The strife of man. What do you what do you mean by that? Man's failures. That's sure. Absolutely. Other. Yeah. Ooh. 
Interesting, yeah. yeah absolutely. Other thoughts? Yeah. God's self-revelation, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's that's a yeah, that's a big one, for sure. Uh, so one, I kind of thought we just did that. Uh, so these are a couple um, of thoughts on a theme that can help us sometimes make sense of, of patterns we see in Scripture. Uh, creation, fall, uh, redemption, resurrection. Some people will throw exile in there as well. Uh, so we'll take Adam and Eve. That one's an easy one. So they get created. Uh, and then what happens? They fall. And then they get kicked out of the garden. So there's the exile. Uh, but God promises redemption to them, right? The story's not entirely complete, I don't think, without talking about the resurrection, right? Just to, to put death in there, yeah, absolutely. Um, so there's a lot of different ways we can take this. Um, and we can see themes like this with even uh, not just Adam and Eve, but we see God create the nation of Israel, right? And then what happens very shortly after he creates the nation of Israel? What happens? They fall, what do they do? They disobey, and they worship a golden calf, right? It's very shortly, so they fall. Then what does God say? You're not going <laughs> to go straight into the promised land. You're going to stay in exile uh, in the desert. And then eventually, he does bring them into the land, right? So there are these themes that you, we can see over and over and over, all right? Uh, chronology, uh, nope, we've already kind of talked about this. Uh, who do we study? When do they live? Well, we'll talk about chronology now uh, as a different way to kind of make sense of this. Um, so just to help us look at who all, everyone we looked at uh, this summer. Uh, Enoch, not really sure. We're not given dates for him. We don't have archaeology for him. Uh, Abraham, Isaac, circa 2000 B.C. Um, Joshua, 13th century. Deborah, you know, shortly thereafter. Uh, a couple hundred years go by, and there's David, um, and then uh, you know, two generations later, we've got Jehoshaphat, um, and then Isaiah in the seventh century, and, and Esther later in the fifth. So I think even just looking at that, we went kind of out of order. So I started with Abraham, and then we went to Joshua, and then I think we Isaiah was next, if I remember correctly, Isaiah. So we kind of jumped over the place, all over the place, but. Let's talk about each one of these, and we'll try to go in order and try to make sense of it a little bit. So what did Enoch do? What did, what did you, you're here. I won't put you on the spot and call you on and say, give us your whole lesson again. Um, what do you guys remember about Enoch? He walked with the Lord, and he didn't die. He walked with God, and he was not for God took him. About all we know about uh, Enoch, right? Not a whole lot. But I didn't even remember the other references that you'd pull out that talk about Enoch. That was fascinating. Um, well, I didn't remember John. I, I didn't even realize it, that Abraham, Adam was still alive. Yeah. Fascinating, isn't it? It's like, Yeah. It is. And that's part of the chronology, is you put some of the time frames together, and you go, oh, this is interesting to get these. 
Uh, I see how it connected these stories earlier. Yeah. So the one from three is the connect to the prophecy. Yeah. Yeah. We have some big prophecy coming in yeah. Yeah. And that's part of that God's revelation of himself. He's always with us, even when we don't think about it at that point in history. Yeah. Any other last thoughts about Enoch? We can move on. What about Abraham? What do we talk about with Abraham? No pressure, because I gave that one. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. Through Isaac? How do you deal with the flood then? Oh, Noah. Sorry. Sorry. I was on Methuselah or something. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. You're right. <laughs> Totally off on that. Um, it's an interesting aside, yeah. Interesting. All right, Abraham. Yes, what are we talking about with Abraham? We looked specifically, I'll give you a hint, specifically Genesis 15 is what we looked at. Anything, any thoughts? What? Uh, that's 22. That's Genesis 22. Yeah, 15, uh, God makes a covenant with Abraham uh, the first time. Yeah, yeah, so you've got the covenant, and Abraham cuts these animals in half and, and lays them open or, or against each other somehow. And so, yeah, normally two parties would walk through that, indicating that if I don't keep my side of this covenant, let the same thing that's done to these animals be done to me, and God doesn't let Abraham walk through that, right? It's just God that walks through it. He says, I know that you can't keep it, and I know that your descendants can't keep this covenant, so just me, I will just go through What about Isaac then? Move on to Isaac. Middle of the summer, I think Tim Adel Blue did this one. Remember about Isaac? So he did look at because we did look at his sacrifice a little bit. I've always um, I've always loved Isaac's just kind of straightforward. Uh, Father, I I see the fire. I see the knife, and the wood. Where's the lamb? <laughs> Something's up. Something's not right. Uh, like his, what do we, does anybody remember what we talked about with Isaac? That he was, kind of feels like the middle child of the, the, the covenant series, the Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. We talk a lot about Jacob. We talk a lot about uh, Abraham. Uh, I'm the youngest, so I don't really resonate with that. My, I have two older sisters. Uh, I, let my, I let the middle one of us know. <laughs> You know, I'm the baby. It's okay. Um, yes. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's, that's great. He was patient, and there's, uh, there's an honor and a joy in the just simple, obedient lifestyle, right? He was, he was submissive to his parents, and 
they didn't even send him. They sent a servant to go and get a wife for him. So that's a, that's very trusting. <laughs> I love my parents to death, and they're great. I don't know if I trust them to find me a wife, though. <laughs> yeah, I think that was I think that was one of the the big points that uh, we were talking about with Isaac was that there is a beauty and and honor just to a simple faithful life. There's not a whole lot of uh, tragedy that strikes with Isaac. Not a whole lot of um, difficult things that he has to deal with, no more so than any other <laughs> ancient Near Eastern individual. Absolutely. Don't we all deserve to be there, too? We all deserve to be there. I think the key for everything is that Isaac didn't necessarily wrong mm. to be there. Abraham was perfectly reasonable. Sure. He could have resisted before obeying. <laughs> he could have, yeah. Yeah, he lets his father bind him. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Any last thoughts about Isaac? What about Joshua? Joshua, not to put Jay on the spot or anything. <laughs> Jay did kind of an overview of his whole life. He didn't, he didn't look too much at one specific story. Kind of an overview of, of Joshua. So what, is, what do you guys know about Joshua's life? What do you guys remember from his talk? Be strong and courageous. Be strong and courageous, yeah. You can't make it but a few verses into Joshua without seeing that. And then you see it again and again and again and again. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He, and it, he wouldn't leave the door either. He would stay there and they wouldn't leave, yeah. What else about Joshua? There were more kings killed under Joshua than under his conquest and, and Israel's conquest of the land at that point than there was of, of Abraham while he was uh, moving lands and, and things like that. Other thoughts about Joshua? What did Joshua do? Yeah. Oh, yeah? Which is? No. <laughs> Yeah. No. <laughs> but. Right. Yeah. Yeah. We can get so focused in on what what we're doing and what we think we're supposed to be doing, we don't always see it. Joshua knows. Hey, there's. Jericho, we're supposed to take that. And he's so focused on that. Are you for us or against us? Not realizing he's <laughs> uh, dealing with something different, a different question at that point in his life. Yeah. Yeah. Right. No, that's not, that's not what we're here for, no. 
Absolutely. Other thoughts about Joshua? You look like you're thinking something. <laughs> well, we can move on. And Deborah, what? Joshua, yeah. Yeah, in Hebrew, yeah. That is, <laughs> that is, that is deep. And we'll come, we'll come to that. We'll come to that in a little bit, actually. Redemption, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll, come, we'll come back to that. We'll come back to that. Uh, Deborah. Oh, what do we remember about Deborah? No, no, I was like, I was like, no pressure because they're both right here. <laughs> she was a judge in Israel. Absolutely. My, one of my favorite parts, she sits under a tree. She's got a palm tree named after her. I, mean, I don't have anything named after me. <laughs> hey, you've got, the, you've got the building at Gordon Conwell named after you. That's right. See, I was paying attention to your sermon. It's great, yeah. <laughs> Do I? Oh, cool. <laughs> Deborah was a judge. Deborah was a judge in Israel. Uh, what else? Didn't want to go to battle without her. Yeah, absolutely. Why not? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. You go with us. We've got a chance. Also talked about society, right? It's not, not necessarily, it's not a problem that Deborah is a judge and that Deborah's kind of in charge at the time, but it's an indicator of, of the state of the society, right? That uh, things aren't quite the way they're supposed to be. Um, and so God raises up uh, Deborah to, to help correct this society. Society. Other thoughts? Deborah, we can keep moving on. David. What do we talk about with David? I know this is stretching. I know there's a lot of questions. We're almost done. <laughs> we looked at two stories with David. Uh, David and Goliath, and then David and Bathsheba. Anybody remember anything? Yeah, absolutely. One, he's acting like a king when Saul is not acting like a king, and the other one, he is not acting like a king, and you have a Hittite, not even an Israelite, acting more godly and more righteous than he. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, I think that you know, maturity is that God can work through us even though we're really sinners. 
Absolutely. Yeah. Right. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Paul says the same thing. I'm the chief of all sinners, and he wrote a, a lot of <laughs> a lot of the New Testament. All right, Jehoshaphat. What do we remember about Jehoshaphat? He has a long name. Yes, yes, yes. So who is he? First of all, he's the grandson of David, right? Uh, what what happens under him to the kingdom? What happens to the kingdom of Israel at that? Yes, yeah, it divides, it splits, absolutely. Uh, and what was what was one of the main issues that he had? Main problem? One of the main wrong things that he did? Did so he yeah. Yeah, he's not listening to wise counsel. That's a big one. Yep. Maybe. <laughs> yes, we are. <laughs> we are. What I was, yeah, that's right. Sorry, you can correct us on this. Then you uh, let us in this a little bit. Was he five or six? It was after. So I am so wrong about this. My bad. That was my fault. Uh, one thing I do remember, correct me if I'm wrong on this, is he made alliances with the wrong people, right? Okay, that's not too far off on that. Uh, this is why it takes a multitude of counselors. <laughs> um, <laughs> yes, so he makes, he makes poor alliances and God destroys them. All right. what, uh, were there any other takeaways you wanted to point out? Was he mostly... Yeah, he's a good king. <laughs> he, did he invent the he invented the trampoline or something? Yeah. Never long beard. I like that. <laughs> All right. Uh, now that I have totally mistaken Rehoboam for Jehoshaphat, uh, we'll move on to Isaiah. Um, what do we? Does anybody remember about Isaiah? A uh, very different sort of a look at Isaiah, I think, than because it's hard to cover uh, a book that large and a life that uh, diverse. And if you look at who Isaiah serves under, the list of kings is quite long of who he, he prophesies under. So he had quite a lengthy look. Uh, one interesting thing I think about Isaiah is we had that uh, David uh, was pointing out, uh, was there 66 chapters? 66 books of the Bible, so that was an interesting connection uh, that he made there. Um, other thoughts? If you looked at some specifics, what Isaiah prophesied about, or does anybody remember some things Isaiah prophesies about? What does he do? The coming Messiah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. A lot of him, a lot of Isaiah is, is uh, condemnation of other nations and things that they've done wrong, and things that Israel uh, is doing wrong at the time as well. Yeah. I don't know. 
I'm learning a lot this morning, too. <laughs> yes, children's age. And lastly, Esther. Esther, we looked at Esther. I actually was not here for this one. So, so Tim, here's your quiz. What did you talk about? Uh, <laughs> you get, you get, I, wasn't, I, wasn't, I wasn't even here for that. I wasn't even here for Sunday school. I walk into the service, and he's like, oh, here's your quiz. Take this about Esther. I'm like, I'm not even here. No, because if, you, if you're not going to turn an assignment in, you don't <laughs> hand it back Or someone, what, what did he, yeah. Beards again. I like that. That was great. <laughs> she, had, she had pluck? She was brave, yeah. Yeah. Isn't that fascinating about the book of Esther? It's not much. Yeah, very quickly. Very quickly. Other thoughts, other takeaways from Esther? Okay, uh, for the sake of time. Uh, so that was, that was a very long review. Thank you for sticking with me. I know that was a lot. Um, good job. So there were, there were kind of three things that I had mentioned at the beginning. It was, uh, we're going to look at themes, look at chronology. So we just went through some of the themes, some of the chronology. Uh, and now let's talk about the subject matter. What's, if we already kind of talked about what's the Bible about. Um, what's, any other thoughts now? What is, what's the subject matter of the Old Testament? Redemption? Uh, how so? I'll, I'll stick it to you.
says goes, huh? There's there's one I want to point out, and it comes from Luke uh, 24. Uh, So if you want to turn there, it's up there if you want to read it. Luke 24, beginning in verse 13. Uh, That very day, two of them were going to a village named Emmaus, about seven miles from Jerusalem, and they were talking with each other about all these things that had happened. While they were talking and discussing together, Jesus himself drew near and went with them. But their eyes were kept from recognizing him. And he said to them, What is this conversation that you're holding with each other as you walk? And they stood still, looking sad. Then one of them, named Cleopas, answered him, Are you the only visitor to Jerusalem who does not know the things that have happened there in these days? And he said to them, What things? And they said to him, Concerning Jesus of Nazareth, a man who was a prophet, mighty in deed and word before God and all the people, and how our chief priests and rulers delivered him up to be condemned to death and crucified him. But we had hoped that he was the one to redeem Israel. Yes, and besides all this, it's now the third day since these things happened. Moreover, some women of our company amazed us. They were at the tomb early in the morning, and when they did not find his body, they came back saying that they had even seen a vision of angels who said that he was alive. Some of those who were with us went to the tomb and found it just as the women had said, but him they did not see. And he said to them, O foolish ones and slow of heart to believe all that the prophets have spoken. Was it not necessary that the Christ should suffer these things and enter into his glory? And beginning with Moses and all the prophets, he interpreted to them in all the scriptures the things concerning himself. Now, I I think everything that we've said so far is absolutely right. It's, yeah, we see God working, and we see God working in us, and we see him working in our creation with us. I think that is absolutely the subject matter of the Old Testament. 
But I think uh, another way to look at the Old Testament is to look at it in terms of Jesus. He, he begins with Moses, which is the first five books. He begins with those and all the prophets. and says, it's all about me. It's all pointing to me. Which I think is pretty incredible to look at. Uh, so here's our, our timeline again. Uh, and I want to look at each one. We can quickly because we're running out of time. But how does each one point to Christ? That's what I want to ask this question. Um, so for me, the thought I had with Enoch was that Enoch walked with God and he was faithful to God and he prophesied and God took him for he was not, right? I think, though, Jesus was faithful and walked with God, but God didn't take him because Jesus had more work to be done, right? So Jesus walked with the Lord all the way to his death. So I think that's how we can see Enoch pointing to Christ more, right? So what about Abraham? Any thoughts about Abraham? Yeah. So Abraham was born to sacrifice Abraham. Yeah. Right. Yeah, absolutely. And it's interesting in that sacrifice of Isaac, there's a lamb caught by the horns in a thicket, so his head is caught in a thorn bush, right? <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, all nations will be blessed through him. Yeah, absolutely. And Paul even points out that the word seed, and I will give you a seed forever, he, Paul points out that word is singular. It's not a plural. That word is a singular word. Uh, it's pretty interesting. Uh, any other thoughts about Abraham? That's great. Another thought I had, uh, Abraham leaves his land, goes to a strange land, to go away from comforts, away from family. What does Christ do? He left heaven. He left that <laughs> exodus. Yeah. Yeah, he left the comforts uh, to come and, and dwell with us. Abraham even goes down to Egypt. Absolutely. Absolutely. Isaac, and we kind of hit on this with the sacrifice too, but Isaac. Yeah. His obedience, yeah, kind of what Bill said. He probably could have overpowered Abraham. Do you not know that I could call down 10,000 <laughs> 10, angels? Thoughts about Isaac? What about Joshua? We already talked about his name. His name is Jesus. <laughs> That's a good one. Means salvation. Yeah. Absolutely. 
Yeah, absolutely. Given a task and go about it. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Apostles, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And oftentimes in the in the New Testament, you'll see the twelve tribes and the twelve or Revelation, uh, kind of specifically. I'm thinking you'll see the twelve tribes and the twelve apostles kind of connected somehow. Whether the apostles are, are judging the tribes or something like that, there's there's definitely connection there. What about Deborah? What about Deborah? How does how do we how do we get this from Deborah? My thought with Deborah is that he is the one that will put society the way it's supposed to be. Society was not right. It hasn't been right since the fall. We haven't been right since the fall. And he's the one that comes down, yes, as judge, truly as judge, to, uh, to judge the world and put his creation back the way it's supposed to be. Thoughts? What about David? It's been a long time on David. He is a what? A type of Jesus. Why don't you tell us a little? I'm hitting all around that. Why don't you tell us what, what you mean by that? Prototype. Yeah, a very uh, direct connection, a direct picture of, of the one to come. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Shepherd and king, absolutely. Man after God's own heart. Right. Other thoughts? How does David show us a picture of Christ? Yeah, they really are. They really are. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, that's a good one. Yeah, David, if you didn't hear, yeah, David makes, uh, David shows us what repentance looks like, and Christ ultimately will provide that way. Absolutely. Other thoughts on David? What? Mm. Yeah. the brother that wasn't even brought in before the prophet to see him. <laughs> what about Jehoshaphat? This is a trickier one, <laughs> considering I was confused about who he was to begin with. <laughs> I, I would say about Jehoshaphat, uh, while he made these poor alliances, Christ was tempted to do so, wasn't he? Bow down and worship me, and I'll give you all the kingdoms of the world. There's the wrong alliance. And Christ says, no, no, 
I'll just I'll stick with my father. I'll stick with what I know to be true. He's the one that always is on God's side. He's always on the right side. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, I wouldn't bow down, wouldn't worship anything else. Yeah, absolutely. We have a faithful king who stays faithful to God. He did, he did tear down the high places. Yeah, like he sends out his disciples. Wow, good king. What about Isaiah? Other than the obvious, very direct prophecy about <laughs> Jesus coming. That's right. That's right. Absolutely. It is the Bible in miniature. That's a good way to look at it. The whole story right there in one book. The whole story over and over and over again in one book. The word. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. What about Esther? Nice trick here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, this may be the this may be the reason. Yeah. Yeah. I think Jesus is uh, is one that not only risked his life the way Esther did, but actually gave it up to save his people. So what? 
So what do we do with this? How does this change the way we look at scripture? Uh, and not just with the, the, the typology, the, the seeing the types of Christ and, and these people that we've looked at this summer, but, um, but in the way that we see that God works in creation and works in his people and through his people and that it's a, it's a constant story of his revelation and that there are these themes of creation and fall and, and redemption and, and resurrection. Um, what, what, do we, what do we do with this? So what? Yeah. Yeah, it does. The gospel's there. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. But when when Tim tries to bring home the the truth of the gospel, good news of God, mm. and that he would be resurrected, yeah. that all came in the Old Testament. Right. And, and that speaks to his heroic yeah. heroic power. One of you. Sure, Frank. <laughs> Rub.
be learning about him forever. So. Sure. And now we're Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. That's a very, that's a great, succinct way to say it. Good. We are way over time, and I have more. Uh, <laughs> but that is um, a good place to end on that. The Old Testament, well, that's a, that's a good statement in on. The Old Testament points to a coming Messiah. The New Testament confirms who it was. Great. Well, let's pray, and we'll, uh, we'll close. Um, Heavenly Father, thank you for uh, this morning and a, and a review, a lengthy review. Uh, and thank you for this summer of looking at uh, some different people that you've used uh, throughout time to uh, show how you work in us and how you work in your creation and how you work uh, through us and how you have written and ordained this story um, to teach us more about you and to just continually reveal yourself uh, to us. Um, so we thank you for uh, just an overwhelming God who loves us so much uh, that he would over centuries write a story for uh, our benefit explaining who he is and how much he loves us. So, Father, we thank you and we love you. And as we go into uh, worship this morning, um, just be with Matthew as he brings the word and we learn more about you and your church. I ask all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you.